Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And Paul McCartney at Rock 102. It's going to be uh, not as warm today. In fact, it's going to be uh, 46 for a high. But sunny, maybe some afternoon clouds tonight. Mostly clear, low at 25. And for tomorrow, mostly sunny, high of 47. It's uh, kind of cold out there right now. And by the way, you might still be able to see that eclipse of the moon. I don't know if you're supposed to look directly into it, but I did. And I see everything right in front of me just fine for now. Uh, obviously, Steve is uh, is out of town today. So Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3 will sit in. We're going to be talking about the Patriots, who have now banged out five wins in a row. Talk about that and some other stuff coming up later on. It's 536 on Rock 102. GG. He's a magic man. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Hart on Rock 102. Good morning. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for John O'Brien and for Steve Nagel today. We've got some issues that we're dealing with, some well, per- personal issues, right? So Everybody's got their own their own problems this week. So, yeah, uh, Steve will be back in time for Monday's Mayflower Marathon. But thanks for sitting in today. Sure. Uh, the weather was great yesterday. That may be the final blast of it, by the way. Mid-40s today, so back to normal. Also the same for tomorrow, low 50s on Sunday. Chance of rain today, about 30%. Same thing for Sunday. Tomorrow looks like the better day, at least in terms of precipitation. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash with Dave Plumes from Laser 99.3 and Rock Loop? If you insist. Yeah, go right ahead. All right, we'll start off with Britt Floyd. Now, John would love this, right? He, I know he loves... He's, he's seen Britt Floyd. He's seen The Machine. If there's a Pink Floyd cover band out there, he's all over it. Well, Britt Floyd bringing their 2022 tour to Symphony Hall, April of 2022. Maybe John has already purchased his tickets. I don't know. April? Probably. April. Uh, how many different ones? I know there's The Machine, and I know I mentioned Britt Floyd. There's the Australian Pink Floyd's uh, show. Okay. And uh, there's like two or three other big ones out there. Now, and believe it or not, they only play Pink Floyd music. That's amazing. Like if you were screaming in the back row to play Freebird, they probably would, would ignore you. <laughs> the focus that they have in that band. It's amazing that they can pull that together. No Time to Die. Now playing, of course, Daniel Craig. Starring as 007, and it's his final go around. Now, have you seen it? I I saw it the other night. Actually, I didn't. I didn't see it. Yeah, I. It's good, but it's not as good as other James Bond movies, I think. But I like Daniel Craig, so it's kind of sad for me to see him go. I'm still kind of a, I'm still kind of a Sean Connery guy. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I, I I didn't really like Roger Moore, although I liked him personally. We interviewed him one time. Fantastic guy. Oh, I'm sure he's a, a shared delight, but I mean. You know, but Connery was driving wicked cool cars. He yeah. was uh, nailing chicks left and right. To yeah. Smoking cigarettes, drinking cocktails. It's like, like it's like bulletproof. Uh, Roger Moore a little too pretty for me. Uh, Daniel Craig though, I thought brought some of that back to the role there. But I won't do any spoilers or anything like that. But No Time to Die is worth a, a shot there. There's some great scenes overall. Not quite as good. Now I bring it up because now they got to pick a new Bond, of course. And Dwayne the Rock Johnson has stepped forward and said, "I'm ready." First of all, he's not British. Yeah, I know. You kind of need to be British to be working for Your Majesty's uh, Secret Service. Well, don't, right? you ha- don't you also have to be a dude? I mean, because I know in this latest No Time to Die, there is another 007 who's sort of taken over for Daniel Craig in retirement, and it's a woman sort of maybe, you know, paving the way yeah. for a full-time female. You got to be a guy, too, don't you? 
British and a guy? Well, I don't, you know, I don't, you know, in this, uh, in, in these <laughs> sensitive times, David, it's hard to say that you have to be a, a particular genre, but you've made 58 movies already, and they've all been dudes. You know, I think it's time for another uh, 007 comedy. It's been a while, right? With Peter Sellers, didn't he do that years and years ago or not? Uh, was it Peter Sellers that did it? I think it's time to remember. Another, I'd go like Macaulay Culkin or somebody like that. <laughs> yeah, because how about that kid that played Urkel? He's got some chops. Yes! Now you're thinking. I think we got to write up a script and maybe send it off to Hollywood. What do they call it? A, a treatment? A treatment. Yeah. We'll, we'll storyboard the whole thing. All right, I'm into that. But Dwayne The Rock Johnson wants to be the new James Bond. They're all lining up all over the place. Speaking of acting, Jonah Hill and director Martin Scorsese reuniting for a Grateful Dead biopic. All right. You know what? There, there's so much wrong with this. Mm -hmm. I hardly know where to begin. <laughs> if you were going to pick an actor for the main role in a Grateful Dead biopic. In this case, Jerry Garcia. Uh, of all the great actors that mm -hmm. could play the lead role, do you only choose Jonah Hill when nobody else is available? Because well, that's how he gets every other role. I, I guess, although, you know, maybe he's got musical skills. Do we even know? I mean, maybe he can play the guitar. Maybe he's missing a digit. Who knows? Or maybe he's filled the balls of his feet with the uh, shots of heroin. Maybe, uh, who knows? Maybe they've got other things in common besides the music. Yeah, I'm, I'm puzzled by the careers of other actors similar to Jonah Hill. Um, for me, it's Mark Ruffalo. I, I just... I, you know, he seems like a likable enough guy. I just don't get the acting. Actually, you know what? I would say yes to that. And I'm trying to read. Oh, God. What was the name of the show? Um, I think it was on Netflix where he played uh, He played two roles. He played uh, himself and another bro a guy and the, and, and, and the guy's brother. And he was excellent at it. Like, mm. I've never seen. I never thought Ruffalo was, was that great. Yeah. He was fantastic in this. The guy actually can act. Now. Jonah Hill, on the other hand, <laughs> come on, it's Jonah Hill. Like, would you, would you, would you give him a real serious acting role? Well, apparently, Martin For Scorsese this? is doing that. I mean, this is Jerry Garcia in a new Grateful Dead biopic. They first worked together on The Wolf of Wall Street, of course. All right. And Hill, oh, here's maybe the kicker line: he's helping produce the movie, so maybe he bought oh, his way in. <laughs> so that's how it. So that's how it goes. If you write a check to Scorsese. Uh, you can get in? Yeah. Well, it's similar to Crypto.com writing a check for the naming rights to the Staples Center. I mean, enough money. Well, even, I guess. Even Fenway Park probably could get bought. I hope not. Let's hope not. Uh, the zombies are coming back. And I'm not talking about the you know the, the dead, the walking dead, but the, the band, the zombies. Let me tell you something. Uh, the zombies a couple years ago played in Northampton. Yeah. And they were fantastic. They played at the, at the Calvin, and they were unbelievably great. Well, it's Apparently, the co-founders of the band, Rod Argent, yep. who will be 77 this June. And, and Colin Blundstone yes. is about the same age. Yes. They've announced a rollout of 27 North American spring and summer tour dates. Argent. So they so they played in Northampton, and they played their album uh, Odyssey and Oracle mm -hmm. in its entirety, which is their an amazing album. Mm -hmm. But uh, they played it, and you, I mean, you could tell that those two guys in particular were having the time of their lives, like yeah. you know, two old dudes <laughs> well, playing this music, and they were having so much fun. It was that was a really good show. Well, the zombies are coming back, and Twisted Sisters D. Snyder, by the way, 
He officiated over a wedding in L.A. last week. He's an ordained minister. Why not? He's keeping his uh, options open there, a little different streams of revenue just in case. He was not available on the night that Jenny and I got married, so we had to uh, we had to go with a second option. <laughs> Did you guys get married in Vegas? No. Or no. L.A.? This is L.A., by the way. Close. Yeah. Uh, Amherst. <laughs> well. Just which, you, know, you talk about the, the glitter and glamour. Of your wedding, uh, is is there any place more breathtaking than Amherst? Amherst is the sin city of Western oh, Mass. There's no doubt about that it, is right? The truth. <laughs> hey, Stephen Van Zant was in town this week. Yeah, we talked to him yesterday. You did? Yeah, he was in town. He was doing a little marijuana thing. But, yeah, uh, you know, he uh, we we talked about all kinds of stuff. He was visiting uh, Canna Provisions, part of his marijuana empire with little steven's underground apothecary so that's pretty cool yeah yeah how long did you guys talk to him for yesterday uh i think we got a good uh 10 12 minutes out of him. nice all that right guy, that guy could have gone on forever because i could have asked him questions about i told him uh because to, to be quite honest with you uh given the choice between talking to him about the east street band mm-hmm. or the sopranos right i'm going with the sopranos every time yeah nothing wrong with bruce springsteen but i mean come on down with that as well sopranos please mid 40s for the high today and tomorrow a 30 percent chance of rain today i'm dave coombs filling in for john o'brien we've got your sports up next and now Bax's view from the couch brought to you by rocky's ace hardware outdoor power headquarters steel ego and craftsman rocky's outdoor power trifecta hey good morning sports fans how the heck are you hey remember a couple months ago when people throughout new england were buying tom brady buccaneer jerseys because they were ready to jump off the patriots bandwagon like someone had set it on fire And you remember when some of those people said the Patriots dynasty is finished or Bill Belichick sucks without Tom Brady or I'm never going to watch another Patriots game as long as I shall live. Well, who was it that said not so fast? This sucker ain't over yet. Oh, yeah, it was me. Well, guess what? The New England Patriots just banged out five wins in a row and are emerging as the toughest team in football. And guess who wasn't there to make it happen? I'll tell you who, the starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, that's right. The New England Patriots shut out the Atlanta Falcons last night in only three days rest by a score of 25 to nothing. It's the first time the Falcons have been shut out at home in 33 years. That win, which Tom Brady had nothing to do with, Put the Patriots at 7-4 on the season. The Buffalo Bills are only at 6-3. And, and yet the Patriots are still technically in second place in the AFC East, but that's only because of the complicated math that's involved. You see, the Buffalo Bills only have played nine games so far, whereas the Patriots have played 11, including those last five wins, three of which came on the road. And up next, the 8-2 Tennessee Titans in Foxborough a week from Sunday. Ooh, that's going to be fun to watch. Now, obviously, I could sit here and mock those who've shown their divided loyalties. We could certainly castigate their nonsensical obsessions with an active quarterback who selfishly is no longer here. We might even chide their decisions to spend 300 hours on a football jersey on a team that they have virtually ignored for the last 46 years of their lives, only to see that team lose two games in a row with a 44-year-old Tom Brady as their quarterback. Love the guy all you want, but the toughest team in the league right now is the one being coached by Bill Belichick. If that doesn't make you question some of your flimsy life decisions, then I don't know what the heck will. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. So the dog ran through your screen door. 
these things happen, you need to go see Pat at the Liberty Street Rockies. Pat fixes broken windows and screens. In fact, every Rocky store has a window and screen repair service. Good people like Pat at the Liberty Street Rockies and rock solid service you'll find at every single Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 614. Bon Jovi on Rock 102. Uh, you know, Bax, Bon Jovi's a smart guy. Apparently, it came out this week that Richie Sambora um, had difficulties when he left the band and had to sign one of those non-disclosure agreements. Right. You know, John Bon Jovani made Richie Sambora do that. Sambora said he basically just had to shut up. And so he wanted to open a coffee house at one time. He wanted to name it, hey, come on in and have a hot steaming cup of shut the F up. That's what he wanted to name the coffee shop in honor of this non-disclosure <laughs> agreement that he had to sign. <laughs> and they wasn't, he wasn't allowed to do that? Not allowed to talk about the, uh, the, the band or the nuts. experiences at all. So uh, Steve is out today. Mm-hmm. Uh, today is his mom's uh, is, is mom's funeral. Yeah. So everybody here at the radio station is wishing Steve uh, the very best today, along with the rest of his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with Steve not here, uh, and I don't even know why I'm feeling all this agitation, but um, someone's got to tell a joke of the day. And I am not really like a joke-telling guy. And, and, and I'm looking for <laughs> jokes. I mean, I'm scouring the internet for like two or three minutes at least. Looking for a good joke to tell. Yeah, don't look. And, at, don't look at me. I know, and, and I know, <laughs> you know, and and, uh, and we got to sell something because you know, you know, Gary Rome's sponsoring it. But mm-hmm. uh, I guess feel like. Uh, <sighs> I hope your expectations aren't real high for the joke today, or maybe any part of the show. But for the joke specifically, yeah, that will be on me. So if it fails, my fault. I'll t- I'll <laughs> I'll own up to it. Bax, it could just be a one-word joke. Yeah, it could be Falcons. Can I just tell you something? <laughs> Uh, at the beginning of this football season, as I said in my view from the couch, there were loads of people who said, that's it, I'm off the Patriots bandwagon. You know, if there's no Tom Brady here, I'm never going to watch another game. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick sucks without Tom Brady. Right. And uh, and then they would go and they buy their $300 Tom Brady game jersey uh, for the Buccaneers, which, you know, hey, that's fine if that's the way you want to spend your money. But uh, if you've opened your eyes and realized that the Patriots have now won five games in a row— and were the first team to shut out the Atlanta Falcons on their home uh, field, the first team to do it in 33 years, yeah. that tells you something, that maybe Bill Belichick doesn't really need a Tom Brady. And how proud is Mercedes-Benz to have their name on the Falcons stadium? They're probably oh. like, Crypto.com, you can have it. You know how We you, don't want to be associated with this product anymore. You, you know how a car depreciates the moment it gets off the <laughs> yeah, lot? Right. I think that stadium depreciates the moment the Patriots get on the team plane. I think they ought to rename the, the Falcons stadium something a little uh, less fancy than Mercedes-Benz Stadium at this point. Just go with a cheaper car yeah, go, at this point. Go with like a, I don't know, say like a <laughs> Buick Roadmaster Stadium or something. You know, Pinto Field. Yeah, there you go. How about uh, <laughs> Minivan Field? GMC Gremlin Stadium. I just, uh, I mean, I just can't believe how unbelievably good they are playing. Their defense is ridiculous. It's not like, it's not like the Falcons are a horrendous team right well, they're they're okay they just had no weapons last night they have key guys that were out and uh, by the way uh, the next game for the patriots they're going to have that luxury as well because no derrick henry for the tennessee titans they they're in that pocket where they're playing great but they're also getting some great breaks as well they're getting great breaks and uh anytime every time i look at the schedule i just happen to notice 
that you got on the uh, on December sixth and the twenty sixth. You got two games against the Bills. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at the standings, uh, the Patriots have actually played more games than the Bills, but the Bills are still technically mathematically on top of the division. Mm-hmm. That is not necessarily going to stay that way after Christmas. Yeah, um, I, I the way they're playing right now. I'm not saying they're going to beat the Bills twice, but. I can't imagine they're going to lose to the Bills uh, both, times. The, both times. Yeah, it just no, doesn't seem split. possible. They'll split, I think. I think you're right. Um, last night, by the way, uh, you mentioned defense. And boy, yeah, the Patriots defense is just on fire right now. As luck would have it in my fantasy football league, I have the Patriots defense and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. Now, I'm in one of those knockout leagues where each week one of the teams is gone forever. Right. And I've survived. There's seven teams left. And last night, I had to make the choice between Tampa Bay's defense playing against the Giants coming up this week right? or the Patriots last night against the Falcons. And I, I obsessed over this right up until kickoff, and I made the right move. Yeah, I, you, you definitely I, made the right I move. I clicked Patriots defense, and oh my God, I can only think if I had chosen Buccaneers, how bad of an experience that would have been for me last night watching the Patriots defense <laughs> dominate and knowing I didn't pick them. It would have been hilarious uh, <laughs> if uh, if the Giants wind up playing the game of their of their lives right? on Sunday because Tampa's lost two in a row. Yeah, and they've got Saquon Barkley back. The Giants, so they're you know they could put up a, a fight. I just you know it's just it's just funny to me that uh, you've had all this bandwagon jumping, and uh, and you know I can be accused of it too. You know having been a Former owner of the Green Bay Packers, uh, you know, at one point in my life. Were you once you were on the in the ownership of that team? Oh yes, I oh, was. Oh really? Oh yes. Because I know they're offering shares again right now. Oh, I know. <laughs> you know, and, and the uh, hilarious part about it is, um, it is. So when I had uh, when I had the ownership, the uh, the one single share of non dividend paying stock mm-hmm. uh, was a two hundred dollar purchase, and I believe it, I believe it was gifted to. Uh, us and then uh, you know i had to surrender it to you know <laughs> among other things and then uh and then now they're <laughs> now they are charging people three hundred dollars mm-hmm. for a share of stock that you cannot sell you cannot <laughs> receive a dividend check for you're basically just writing a check and say in lieu of an owner of this team right here you go well can you at least have something you could frame and put on your wall the, the, oh yeah, no, no. They give they give you the actual certificate. Nice and nice, and they actually give you uh, some ownership swag that goes along with it that you can purchase for uh, a, a great deal of money. And you can also go to their annual meeting mm-hmm. if you are that desperate to wave your one share of Green Bay Packers stock around right? and say I am an owner. Which of course they did for years. So you can say, well, you know, you're kind of a bandwagon jumper. Well, no, not really. I'm just uh, I have uh, I have split loyalties, almost like like dual citizenship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I lived in both places. Yeah, so makes sense. I, I can say, and at the time that I was living there, uh, if you remember, the '80s were slim times for the for uh, for the New England Patriots, like real slim times. And the one and only year they were any good was the year that they humiliated themselves the most. Yes. And so that's it, against know, against the Bears, right? Against the Bears. Yep. And so you know there there you go, but. You look at the things now, and to have said, you know, the uh, Bill Belichick will never win another Super Bowl 
without Tom Brady. You look at that team right now and the way they are mashing people and and I mean, you know, 25 to nothing against the Falcons, yep. 45 to 7 against the Browns. Yep. What they did to the Jets should have been there should have been criminal charges with that game. 54 to 13. These are they're not just beating teams, they are obliterating teams and that is un Believable. Yep, and I do have a little sympathy for the Falcons. By the way, I know you don't. Nah, That's nah. It. We had that discussion already. But there's one guy on the Falcons. Well, Matt Ryan. I feel sorry for the BC grad, but the the guy I feel the worst for is the third string quarterback who came in at the end of that game last night. His name is Felipe Franks. His very first game. His very first pass. Yeah. Gets intercepted. Oh, now, it, it, in a perfect world. That would be it. He'd be done for his career, and maybe that will be the case, where his only pass of his NFL career is intercepted. Yeah, that's uh, those are tough stats. <laughs> zero yards, zero average yards, zero mm-hmm. touchdowns, zero sacks, a quarterback rating of zero. Yes, perfect. And one interception. It's almost as if he's never actually joined the league. It's perfect. It's like uh, the guy in uh, the baseball movie. Uh, who gets into one game, right? Burt Lancaster's character. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then he has to, like, play a doctor and save somebody's life. I don't know if Felipe Franks has any medical skills, but he might want to look into another line well, of work. Let's see, I'm just let's, saying. Let's take a look at uh, Felipe Franks. Uh, let's see. He went to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's only 23 years old. He's got his whole life ahead of him. Uh, I don't know much about uh, Felipe, but I... Uh, it doesn't say what his major in college was. That might be that might be important in the next uh, six to seven months. You know, he might want to fall back on some of that. If I were him, I'd be looking into another line of work. That's all I'm saying. And then just let that fantastic stat sit where it is. One game, <laughs> one pass, one interception, zeros across the board. It's uh, 624 with Bax and Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3 and Rock 102. Hi, I'm Mike Moriarty of Family Ford of Enfield. Use trucks. It's 627 with Bax and O'Brien on a Rock 102. Of course, uh, Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3 is sitting in today, so thank you. Sure. Uh, my pleasure. 70 uh, for the high yesterday. Today, high, not, not high, high 40s. High 40s today, so deal with it. Not even close. Mm. Uh, let's see. So, uh, yeah, uh, Monday is the start of the Mayflower Marathon. I'm going to tell you more details about that later on today, but uh, yeah. we're really looking forward to being out and back into the Hall of Fame parking lot. Uh, so we can actually see you guys this year as opposed to last year where everything was on online and uh, hopefully we'll make this the best uh, Mayflower Marathon ever. Yeah, I can't wait. It's, uh, last year, you know, I've been here about a year now, and last year I helped uh, with the phone bank because it was all off, you know. Yeah. Every, every, we had to do everything, uh, you know. We had no other, we had no other choice, and it yeah. wound up being you know, maybe one of the best Mayflower Marathons we ever had, raising mm-hmm. over $140,000. Hopefully we can do that and more with your food donations. You can still donate cash online at rock102.com. All right, so as I told you before, uh, I'm a little uh, I'm a little anxious about this. You know, joke telling isn't normally something I do a lot on the show. Better uh, you than me. But, uh, you know, John's out, Steve's mm-hmm. out, it's you and me mm-hmm. muddling through it. So uh, I'm going to use a joke that was just sent to me by a listener. When in doubt, blame it on somebody else. I'm, I love it. I'm going to blame it on our uh, on our listener, Steve. Steve has sent this to me. So if it sucks, it's Steve's fault. Okay. okay? Yeah. Not going to be. The, I mean, I can't say anything about the delivery of the timing, but the material. Uh, this is what Steve has sent me. All okay. Right. Yeah, All I'm right. ready. So let's laugh. Tell me. 
Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance of Gary Rome Hyundai. Wadding Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. Okay. Here it goes. This is the joke from our listener, Steve. Steve. You ready? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> How do you make a tissue dance? Oh, 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 this is one from like fourth grade, isn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to ruin the punchline. How do you make a tissue dance? You put a little boogie into it. Hey! <laughs> a little boogie. Dance humor. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's a snot joke. <laughs> Woo! Yep. Thanks, Steve. What else you got, Steve? <laughs> Booyah! and O'Brien. 6.33 with Baxson O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Serviu Locksmith. They got a key for that. Filling in for Steve Nagel today is Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. All right, Bax. The top headline today, winter's coming. Mid-40s today. And earlier this week, researchers at Mount Washington's observatory had to dig past a solid wall of snow several feet high, 10 inches of the white stuff, depositing steep drifts up against the facility's front door. Ugh. Just a harbinger of things to come. I have to um, prepare a little bit before maybe even uh, Monday. I have to take my snowblower out of my shed mm-hmm. and move it to a place that would, it would be convenient to use. And, uh, oh, that's like the saddest day of the year, the day you got to move that snowblower. Mm-hmm. Is it dangerous, by the way, the snowblower? Like if you if you got body parts anywhere near the mechanisms of that snowblower, is it dangerous at all or not? You know, I was uh, told by the uh, person that uh, uh, sold it to me, and uh, the manufacturer uh, you know, manual says you're not supposed to put like extremities near the uh, near the uh, near any of the, the machinery. But yeah, that all sounds uh, like hooey. Well, I don't know. Uh, Dominatrix Julia Enright could have put her former boyfriend right in one of those babies, and maybe she wouldn't have all these problems right now. Just dispose of the body a little better. The so-called treehouse murder trial continuing today in Worcester as Dominatrix Julia Enright will be on the stand today. Now, that should be an interesting day in court in Worcester. She's the one who killed her former boyfriend, Brandon Chickless, then tried to concoct an alibi with cell phone calls. Uh, last I checked, they can track those things these days. So, uh, you know, when she was first uh, brought into court uh, a while ago, you know, she had like this haircut that made you think, well, she's probably a tough, uh, a tough cookie mm-hmm. right there. But now, uh, now she's, uh, you know, let her hair grow. She does not really look like someone who... Would kill somebody. Never mind, you know, tie you up in a ball gag, uh, you know, with the uh, with you know, tight ropes and paddle your ass with a leather strap. I mean, she doesn't seem like the type. Water play, uh, cosplay, stuff yeah. like that. All that yeah. stuff came. All that stuff came up at the trial, by the way, earlier in the week. Oh, it's, uh, love it. I mean, this is a movie of the week waiting to happen, or at least an episode of Dateline, isn't it? I mean, I can't wait for this to hit the big screen or the small screen. Can you imagine Keith Morrison trying to explain all this one? <laughs> the Treehouse murder trial. I'm looking forward to it on TV. He was there for a romantic relationship. <laughs> or was he? <laughs> Meantime, KEA Technologies in Marlboro is one of the companies working on special technology in the form of sensors that will make it impossible for a drunk driver to operate his or her vehicle. So that stuff is being made right here in the Bay State. 
this type of technology will prohibit the operation of vehicles while impaired. Congress has already created a provision that mandates the rollout of this technology as soon as 2026. So proud to say we're working on that tech right here in the state of Massachusetts. This is going to sound kind of weird and not to be insensitive to anybody who's ever been in an accident that involved a drunk driver, but has the Supreme Court dealt with this one yet i don't think so because i can see this one being challenged pretty quickly what the idea of not being able to get into a car the idea of operate it if you're drunk perhaps okay perhaps i mean i'm not i can't think in my mind the specific scenario that you could say this violates my rights but you know what's the threshold i mean do you have to be uh less than 2.0 in order in order to drive or, or what does that mean? Well, you're right. I mean, it, it is a slippery slope. It, it um, probably brings up the idea of somebody who needs to drive drunk in order to save somebody else's life. Maybe maybe your wife has passed out. She's going to give birth or something along those lines. And you happen to have had a couple of pops. Right. So you can't get into the car to drive her to the hospital. But on the other hand, uh, no, you probably, if you're drunk, you shouldn't well, be bringing anybody to a hospital. But to your point, but it depends how drunk, I guess, I, right? I guess, you know, there has to be a, a threshold established, and, mm-hmm. there, and there probably is. But I would also think that, uh, you know, in, in 2021, if you're out and about and you're loaded, mm-hmm. like, you know, many times over the legal blood alcohol content, everything is resolved by a simple swipe of the Uber app. Right. I, 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 why anybody is driving drunk these days with that option open to you or a, a cab, uh, I, I, it doesn't make any sense anymore. Well, you just got to make sure the Uber driver or the Lyft driver is not also intoxicated. Now, well, that kind of thing has happened as well. Yeah, that's true, too. But, you know, um, but any time that I've uh, I've been overserved at a place and it happens from time to time, no fault of my own. I mean, it really it snuck up on me. Uh, but when it happened, I called Uber. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing about Uber is they brought me home and my car stayed where it was and I was just able to just go back the next day. If wide receiver Henry Ruggs had only dialed up Uber or Lyft uh, out know, in Las Vegas. I, maybe his Uber rating is really bad and that's why he couldn't get the ride. But <laughs> nevertheless, there's, this is that to me is the answer to all of you drunken boobs problems. Hey, just like Cam Newton, COVID-19 is back. Yep, hospitalizations and the test positivity rate continuing to climb across the state of Massachusetts. 2,650 new cases and 20 new deaths linked to the virus. Wednesday's total this week was the highest single-day report of positive COVID-19 tests since February when the pandemic was still at its height. They uh, they attributing that to anything yet? Well, I think it's people being le- you know less careful than they should, or right. not getting vaccinated, or all of the above, perhaps. But um, hey, you still got to treat it seriously. You know, where I, there's an article that I, I was I was trying to read, but the New York Times wanted me to pay for it, and I I refused. But you know, you know what really signifies the end of all this? Because it's not like the corona, coronavirus is going away. Mm-hmm. It may morph into something different. And when, you know, if you've been vaccinated and you have the booster, it's less likely that you'll be hospitalized from catching it. Right. You just get a, you know, a, 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 a less virulent strain mm-hmm. if you've been fully protected from it. But, you know, what is that thing that's going to put this all to rest? Yeah, I don't know. And I'm on the fence on the booster shot. I've had the, the two vaccinations and I'm like... 
I think I'm good. I I think. Oh I, no, I, 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 I'll I'll you, take extra boosters if if they provide like two or three more at the same time. I'll take it. <laughs> I didn't even like booster seats when I was a kid. I always rejected those. I don't. I don't I think know. You're a little old for a booster seat. Well, actually, you're not that <laughs> not that far away from getting back into one. <laughs> That's true. William Cordor is a 26 year old man from Leicester. He admitted in court to using stolen social security numbers and other personal info in order to receive fraudulent COVID-19 relief money. And then he used that fraudulent COVID-19 relief money to open debit cards at Walmart. I love how Walmart is always front and center at any (laughs) type of story like this. Whether it's somebody behaving badly, I think there was a story yesterday, I don't know if you saw it, about the woman who was at the checkout line of Walmart, and I think it was somewhere here in Massachusetts, and she was rummaging through her purse to pay for her purchases, and her gun went off. Yeah, I think it was like uh, Northboro or something like that. Yes, yes, you're right. And she had her toddler right there in the shopping cart with her as well. Well, it was a toddler's gun. (laughs) So Walmart's always front and center, and it is here in this case as well. He used those... uh, funds that he got illegally to open debit cards at Walmart and to pay for a vacation to Florida. And yet somehow somebody got tipped off that this may not be on the up and up. Yeah, isn't it harder and harder to get away with any crime these days with cameras everywhere and information everywhere? I I'd like to see stats on the success rate that criminals have these days versus quote back in the day. Well, you know what it is? Some of these uh these dopey idiots uh don't realize that a gift card is the most traceable thing you can use. Oh, it's got all sorts of uh, serial numbers on the back and stuff like that. Well, every card's got to be activated. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So uh, and it had to be purchased and then filled with uh, with some money. And then once it's used or denied, it sends off red flags. It's the most traceable form of payment other than a credit card. You really want to get away with something. Cash is all you really have. Where it's uh, not all that traceable. And then he went to Florida on vacation. Of all the places they're going to look for a guy like this, it's going to be Florida first, right? Yeah. CNN says many traditional Thanksgiving food items are running out of stock this year due to, yeah, that ugly phrase, supply chain issues. Food retailers are running low on turkeys, pies, gravy, cranberry sauce, and other Thanksgiving essentials. Now, have you and your wife... Are you all set for Thanksgiving? Have well, you- we're, we're going to my sister's house. Oh, that's so, a good move. Okay. Yeah, so this is really going to be uh, uh, her responsibility. Uh, my sister will have to get all, all the food. Okay. Yeah. And has she has she gotten it all over? You might want to warn her about the supply chain issues here in case she's not aware of that. No, because that would prevent me from being able to complain on that day. If I <laughs> if I warned, I don't want to warn anybody and... You know, like, hey, where's all the extra g- gravy in a can? You know, like none of that stuff. Wow. Well, stock up, folks, because it's going to be a rough year for Thanksgiving food items. And also, according to CNN, what's worse, the supply chain issues apparently have curtailed the supply of Victoria's Secret holiday merchandise. Ah, oh, Jesus. Really? All the underwear and oh, all the bras man. and all the lacy little underthings are stuck in transit, probably... Sitting offshore somewhere, straight off the coast of Santa Monica. Yeah, I, I'm I'm uh, starting to think that some of the supply and demand stuff is getting to be a big pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Victoria's Secret. Well, it's certainly going to. I mean, I mean, I'm not that I'm out there wearing a lot of Victoria's Secret stuff. I haven't in a long, long time. Well, but, a tough holiday season for Marv Albert, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. If he's still at into his that age. Stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, apparently, get your Thanksgiving food food items wherever and whenever you can, and. 
pony up for the Victoria's Secret stuff online, I guess. But you you might have to wait until after the holidays to receive this stuff. This is probably the only Christmas that we're ever going to get away with telling your loved ones, I'm sorry, your gift is running behind. Yes. Yeah, and there's nothing you could do. You could say, oh, yeah, no, I bought it like six months ago, still still not been delivered. <laughs> yeah, that's a good excuse. I know. I'm going to lean on it. Papa John's Pizza has changed its logo and its name. They've been using it since 1995. They're going with a simpler version of Papa John's Pizza. They're dropping the apostrophe in the word John's. So now it just looks like it's Papa John's plural instead of possessive pizza. I, I mean, it could that could literally mean uh, a father's bunch of toilets pizza, if you right. ask me. Papa John's without the apostrophe pizza is their new name. <laughs> sure. More brilliance. Yeah, I don't know if that's, work I don't know if that's really, uh, if that's really uh, brilliant. Yeah, well. What, wouldn't it just be better if it, what was the what was the uh, the, the deal with uh, with Papa John himself? The thing that the, he had the. Was it like racism? Yes. Or, oh, okay, yes. all right. Well, then, then oh, there yes. you go. Then maybe that's maybe that's your your stance. You know, well, you know, Papa John's pizza now with one hundred percent less racism. I mean, okay. that would be a way to sell pizza. You want to move pies? You, that's the way to do it. You know, <laughs> eliminating punctuation. You're never going to get. Uh, you're never going to push units that way. Seems like a drop in the bucket. You're right. And as long as we're talking about food, a TikToker who goes by the name Sensational Foodie has a hack to make ketchup healthier you ready all right just add water she claims it's a lot healthier because the ketchup is so loaded with sugar that you dilute it a little bit and you're getting quote double the health for half the price that's insanity isn't that crazy it's still got sugar and I can't think of anything worse than runny ketchup. I mean, oh, God, like, no. it's horrible. Listen. It's like it's like the mustard. When you get the mustard and it's been in the refrigerator for a while and you squeeze it and out comes that clear mustard liquid instead of the actual mustard. Like you ever open up like a like a thing of sour cream mm-hmm. and it's all like, you know, milk that's risen to the top. That's <laughs> yes. so gross. Right? Yeah. Awful. Who is gonna have watered down ketchup? For nope. Christ's sake, what is this country coming to? When you come to my house, you can expect very thick condiments. Excellent. Mid-40s for today and tomorrow. Low 50s on Sunday. Chance of rain today about 30%. Same thing for Sunday. Tomorrow looks like the better day, although it's going to be chilly. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for John O'Brien and Steve Nagel. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 656 and some hard flame-throwing rock and roll. Sir, From Van Morrison on Rock 102. Sir George Ivan Morrison to you and me. Yeah, Thanks, by the way. Hey, uh, Monday is the start of the Mayflower Marathon. For those of you who have never seen it, never heard of it, just walking through the area for the very first time, it is a 52-hour-long broadcast to raise food and cash for the Springfield Open Pantry. The Open Pantry does a lot of services around the area, but one of their more important ones is their emergency food kitchen, which uh, helps families in need in the worst times of their lives. And this time of year, typically their shells are pretty depleted. So we uh, try to fill three 48-foot trailers. That food will typically take them through the winter months into the early part of the spring. We hope that this year will be as successful as we had last year. Last year, we had to do it all in the studio. We couldn't be at the Basketball Hall of Fame because of COVID. We are thrilled to be back down there and to be with everybody and to see you all and uh, to take your donations. The best part about it is we got the school challenge, and we know that a lot of companies and uh, neighborhoods and schools are all getting together and putting their donations together now 
in anticipation of making the deliveries next week. And we got some uh, some great guests next week. We got Lenny Clark, Fitzy from townynews.com will be back, Tom Cotter, comedian Bob Marley, uh, Gary Hoey will be on the phone with us. Good possibility that the governor may join us. Bunch of other great stuff. Thanks to all of our sponsors, Big Y, World Class Markets, Capital Moving and Storage, Manny's Appliances, Xfinity, Camping World of West Hatfield, and many more. If you want to find out all the details, they're available right now at rock102.com. It's the Mayflower Marathon, presented by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Liberty Bank, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. I imagine there's going to be a lot of handshaking going on because people missed you guys because of COVID-19, not being able to interact with you in person at all, really, during the last year. So. Well, handshaking, I might just you know do a wave or like a <laughs> fist bump from afar. But uh, yeah, it, it'll still be great to actually to be there with uh, with people because you know we, we haven't had a chance to see a lot of our uh, our friends mm-hmm. a lot of uh, the people that listen and a lot of people that have supported the marathon forever i mean we've had people come come in from as far away as vermont mm-hmm. and uh new hampshire yep. just to donate to the mayflower marathon and it doesn't have to be a truckload of food it could be a, a bag a handful of food whatever it may be you know two dollars equals a meal I mean, think about that. So even the smallest donation, as far as you're concerned, is a big donation for someone in need. Well, and the sound you hear right now is the sound of folks snowshoeing in from New Hampshire with that 10 inches of snow that piled up on Mount Washington earlier Unbelievable. I'm not, I don't think any of us are ready for 10 inches of snow. <laughs> and hopefully we won't see that anytime soon. But meantime, the, the scientists at the observatory of Mount Washington are like, yes, this is why we live, <laughs> what we live for. See, I would think if I'm working at that observatory, I would say, do we get the day off? Right. How about an early release? You get the day off, but you're stuck up in a little room in the top of the mountain. You can't get home. It's 6.59 with Bax and Dave Coombs on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Okay, follow me here. It's one thing to dip your unprotected feet in a cryotherapeutic foot bath. It's another thing to stage a protest, file grievances, and skip practices and team meetings because you don't like the helmets. It's another thing to lose those grievances, get fined for missing the practices and team meetings. It's another thing to demand to be released from your guaranteed contract, then sign with the Patriots, then get cut after 11 days filing being accused of a sexual assault, and then to win a Super Bowl the following year with Tom Brady as your quarterback. But... When you're a guy like Antonio Brown and you start producing a fake vaccination card, that's where I draw the line. According to reports, Tampa wide receiver Antonio Brown has allegedly been accused of obtaining a falsified vaccination card. But of course, he couldn't just fake one on his own. According to Antonio's personal chef, AB made his model girlfriend ask the personal chef to provide the falsified card in exchange for just 500 bucks. That card would then list Antonio as having been fully vaccinated with a life-sustaining round of Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Now, while the chef ultimately was unable to provide the fake vaccination card, Antonio got one anyway, telling the chef that his girlfriend found another source. Now, here's the wrinkle. According to the chef, Antonio Brown is already in the hole for $10,000 after failing to pay the chef for services previously rendered. And the Buccaneers are claiming that they have reviewed the vaccination cards of everybody on the team roster and they notice no irregularities whatsoever because, as you know, those things are almost impossible to forge. Here's my problem with the whole thing. If I wanted the guy to make me lunch or a cake or some sort of soup, I would probably go to the chef. 
but I've never had a soup that was so good that I felt the chef could handle my paperwork and important documentation. That's really for somebody else to do. Perhaps somebody that I don't own $10,000 to. Because if I'm really interested in quality craftsmanship with forgeries, I want to make sure I'm going into it debt-free. Call me overly cautious, but that's how I roll. But hey, never my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Paint the kitchen sweet basil green, or the bedroom wish you were here blue. In the paint studio at Rocky, selecting paint colors is easy to do. You can go into every room. Benjamin Moore, Clark and Kensington Paint, good people, and rock solid service in the paint department at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock, rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 715 and Ozzy on Rock 102. Ozzy's got a new album coming out back in 2022 and I, I guess he's got a bunch of like uh, guest artists on there. People that you wouldn't expect Ozzy to be working with like Adele I think working really? with Ozzy. Yeah that should be kind of interesting right? Yeah it's kind of interesting. Yes. But you know why not? Yeah, yeah. Ozzy's at the point now where I mm. think he needs a little bit of uh, a little bit of assistance yeah. around uh, around a record uh, or around a recording now. So yes, yeah, so align yourself with the youngsters if you're Ozzy, I guess. Uh, Mid 40s today and tomorrow, by the way. Low 50s on Sunday. A chance of rain today, about 30 percent. Same for Sunday. Tomorrow looks like the better day of the weekend. Although highs only in the low 50s tomorrow. Now you asked me earlier what uh, what my plans for for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we're not hosting, so I, I don't know if you were looking for an invitation or or, or what you were trying to jockey <laughs> well, for. But it's, it's funny you say that. I talked to Tommy Cross over on Laser every Thursday on Thunderbird Thursday, which is their thing, by the way. But we right. sort of co-opted it on Laser, and so we we talked to the defenseman from the team, and I was asking him about the players who don't have anywhere to go, and there are always guys like that on any sports team and you know i guess they all gather at one guy's place and he hosts all the the single guys who are so far from out of the area or maybe from out of the country they have nowhere to go well these guys that were out of the country yeah they don't they don't celebrate this they don't well, even know what the hell this is well but 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 i think they want to and the, and many of them want to become americanized and so they're embracing the culture including thanksgiving yeah well it's a, it's a it's a good one to, to grab onto it, it happens to be one of my favorite uh, holidays of the year I love it too. I think it's great, and you know, I'm I'm actually going to be visiting a college buddy of mine and his family. They live in the Boston area, so they've adopted me for this uh, Thanksgiving. So oh, good. So thank you for the almost invitation. Will <laughs> this be a permanent adoption, uh, or are they just fostering you at this point? Yeah, I think it's it's just sort of a, a sympathy invite. Well, that's good. And I'm uh, I'm bringing the desserts this year. So I, I ordered up uh, a bunch of uh, cakes and pies and stuff like that. I'm going to pick those up on Wednesday and. Head east. Well, there you go. And Good for you. So that should be fun. So uh, there are certain foods I, I will not eat at Thanksgiving, and one of them is turnip. It, is it turnips or turnip? What's the plural? Well, what? I've uh, I've never had more than one at a time, so it's hard for me to even think about turnip in the plural. Well, um, because you, I think you can have sort of like the mashed turnip dish. It's sort of like served just like mashed potatoes. Whatever the case, it's horrible. I hate the taste of that. Well, there is no taste. I think turnip is like one of those things where people feel like they're obligated to make it. Mm Mm-hmm. But it is the thing that you wind up throwing away in the garbage after all is said and done. It's like no, no one's fighting over you know, leftovers of the turnip. Is there are there other foods like that that you just like at Thanksgiving or at any other time that I, on the table and you're like, nope, not eating it, never ate it, <sighs> never gonna eat it. You're gonna find this hard to believe, and, and you know we've only known each other for a year or so, and <laughs> and and uh, I don't know if you know this about me, but uh, I have 
a slight weight problem. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's one of those things I've been fighting uh, my whole life. Uh, I go up and down. Sometimes I lose a lot, gain a lot, mm-hmm. gain a little, lose a lot, right. lose a little. Uh, there's very little on the Thanksgiving table that I refuse to eat. Okay. Um, but there are some things that I have to say no to. I mean, if you... For example, uh, like uh, one of my favorite things is like the leftovers from Thanksgiving, like sure. a, like a turkey sandwich or just yes. turkey. Yes, that's fantastic. But if you stain the 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 holy and, and, and delicious beauty of turkey with a jar of Miracle Whip, we are going to have big problems. Yeah, you should never. I will. I will not. My wife likes Miracle Whip. I cannot. I can't. I can't even allow it in my house. So you got to have the real mayo. Then that's what you're saying. Right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I or I'd, I'd rather eat a sandwich dry than destroy it with Miracle Whip. It, to me, it's it, to me, it's like Satan's vomit. It's the only thing I can describe it as. And, Awful. And as an aside, the stuffing. Now, there's been a big move in recent years. Don't cook the stuffing inside the bird. It's bacteria ridden. And look. I grew up with that stuff. My mom cooked it inside the bird for years. Absolutely. I, I'm like, it, you know, cook it inside the bird. You're you cooking like. the bird all the way through. Your right. chances of botulism are, are very, very little. And yeah. let's face it, it's more delicious once I've been soaking it all, that bacteria and fat from the from the turkey. Now, other foods, by the way, I, I put my foot down on Thanksgiving or any other time, head cheese. Have I will never eat head cheese and i never i've never tried it you never tried it well, nope. how, well I, how do you know you don't like it i just it just looks horrible have you tried it or not i have had head cheese it is not something i would necessarily go out of my way for i know people who love it that think it's t- terrific it ain't cheese but it does come from a head <laughs> well so i mean i i I try the best I can to not eat things from a previously living head. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, I do know that like uh, cheek meat and jowls are delicious. Well, so what are you, you going to do? Actually, halibut cheeks are fantastic, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, but tongue, you know, the beef tongue, yeah. speaking about stuff that comes from a head, I, I've never tried that. I'm I've, never going to try that. I've, I've tried it. Really? You well, know, the thing is, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not... Uh, I, I'm not really a, a snob about it. I'm willing to try nearly everything with very limited uh, exceptions. Like like brain. I'm not interested in ever eating brain. Yeah, I don't think I'd eat that either. It would uh, depend on the wh- wh- which brains, maybe? Whose brains? Any, any brain. Okay. Uh, it doesn't matter what animal or what. I'd rather not have brain. One of my favorite scenes, by the way, from one of the later uh, Silence of the Lambs movies, one of the sequels, was Ray Liotta yeah. sitting down to the dinner table with yeah. Hannibal Lecter opening Ray Liotta's head mm-hmm. and slowly serving Ray Liotta his own brains that he's been frying on. Yeah, no, One of my fa- I mean, it's a comedy scene. <laughs> it just, sounds hilarious. Fantastic, but you, you're right. You got me where it, where it hurts. I also uh, am not a real big fan of the, uh, of the whole testicle craze. I'm not... Mm-hmm. I got I, I got to put my foot down on some things, and and you know again brains, testicles, the the two are so intricately uh, you know, allied most of the time. Anyway, it's just not something I'm interested in having. I ate brains back in Syracuse as part of a radio stunt. That's the only reason. Oh, excuse me, not brains, uh, testicles. The bu- the buffalo testicles. Oh yes. Uh, do you, do you, 
It, it, it's good that you specified because I was <laughs> yeah, going to ask I know, you, I know. you know, whose were they? Yeah, <laughs> just some, some poor buffalo gave those testes, and I tried them. How was it? Eh, tasted like chicken. Uh, gefilte fish. I will never eat that particular food. That stuff that comes in the jar, it looks like it's got hair growing off of it, and it's gel all oozing out of the fish that's been pressed together. Uh, I, I will not I, eat gefilte fish. I've had it. Not bad. You're like not, five, not, you're like five for five so I'm far. Not, I bring these foods up and you're like, yep, had that, tried well, that. Know, I used to eat like uh, I had a roommate that used to work in a place that made uh, pickled herring. This is what, this was what they were known for, mm-hmm. and, and, and sometimes it came in the in the vinegar dressing. Sometimes it came in the sour cream. Mm-hmm. And you know, the first time you have it, like eh, I'm not so sure I want to try it. And then I'm like, oh my god, I love this stuff. And then you know, I was invited to like a pa- like a Passover dinner, and they had. Uh, they had the, the gefilte fish, and I thought, well, I gotta, you know, if I'm in town, I might yeah. as well try everything here, and it, it was, it was fine. Mm. It was, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, I, I can't say I'm, you know, I got a real Jones for it, but uh, yeah, no, I'll try it absolutely. Same thing with the the first time I had snails. I'm like, oh, I'm not sure I want to have this, and then I wound up eating everybody else's snails that they wouldn't have. You don't want to have that? I'll eat that snail. Yeah, and by the way, snails taste a lot better if you call them escargot. Yeah. It just sounds fancy. It's They're, okay. Snails, they no. Are, they are. They are. They're snails. <laughs> escargot is okay. And, so delicious. And I'm with you. I'm not with you on the pickled herring and stuff because the sardines. To me, I tried them once when I was a kid. I'm like, I'll never ever eat sardines again. The two things that are an absolute no. Again, I've tried it. I've given it as much uh, as as much opportunity to change my mind. Beets. I don't understand beets at I all. Love be- and you know what, Bax, it's funny you say that because I hated them or I was convinced that I hated them as a kid just because of how they looked. No. I love they, those they things now. They taste like dirt. No. Dirt. I'm wrong. They, they taste like candy. It's like eating candy that's a vegetable. Candy that has been thrown in the dirt. You need to wash them a little bit better. Listen, I have I have tried it and I have tried it in every way imaginable. And everyone says, oh, you got to try my beets. I make the best beets in the world. Like, I don't know about that. And then I tried the beet just to be polite. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, this is a big mistake. Well, the greens are a different thing. The beet greens are, do have that kind of sandy, rough taste to them. The beets themselves don't have a sandy taste to them or a dirty taste to them as they, long as you wash taste, them off. They taste like the dirt. Wow. To me, I mean, it's like you know, like some people say like cilantro tastes like dish soap. I, I hate it. To me, yep. it, I love cilantro, uh, but I would, but beets taste like, I, like they were grown in a gravel pit or a landfill. And that's I, I I can't do it. <laughs> that and the other one, which nobody you know, I'm I'm alone on this island. I'm not a big fan of maple syrup. Really? Even though I got a place in Vermont, I'm I I can't do it. I love maple syrup. But I I have oh. I can't have the well. Are you allowed to call it Aunt Jemima? No. What is the name of Aunt Jemima syrup now? It's like. I don't know. Log Just, cabin. The fake stuff. Yeah, right. I, I can't have that. I love the real maple syrup. I, I don't like either one of them. Wow. I, I, I mean, I'm just not a fan. Okay. I mean, if I have to have it, I'll have it, but it's like I will never go out of my way for maple syrup. Didn't they have some lovely syrup drizzled bacon recently at Bacon and Brews? Yeah, Didn't- but see, that's the... But I, when they said maple, I'm like, eh, okay, now I'll wait for the pork bellies to come by or I'll have another Cuban sandwich. Then I was good about, uh, about that. But, but, you know, that's... Yeah, those are my big food bugaboos. All right. So, in other words, you'll be eating everything this Thanksgiving. I'm going to eat everything minus the turnip. (laughs) All right. 725 and Rock 102. 
Spectrum Mobile is reinventing wireless again. Get unlimited on two-plus lines for $29.99 a month per line. No contracts, no added taxes or fees. Includes nationwide 5G. Save up to 60% with Spectrum Mobile. Get unlimited on two-plus lines for $29.99 a month. Call 855-438-2999 or visit a store near you. Offer valid for new customers on two-plus unlimited lines. Spectrum Internet required. Savings based on two-line comparison of unlimited plans among major national carriers as of 9-2021. Prepaid excluded. Restrictions apply. It's 729 with Bax and O'Brien and Rock 102. You know, if you ever miss a Bax and O'Brian show, you can always check out the Bax and O'Brien Daily Podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or BaxandO'Brien.com. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week has been John Flansberg from They Might Be Giants. And on Monday, I'll be talking to Frank Bello from Anthrax. He's got a brand new book out called Fathers, Brothers, and Sons, Surviving Anguish, Abandonment, and Anthrax. It is a very, very powerful book and a hell of a story. And you'll be able to hear that on Monday on BaxandO'Brien.com. Uh, that's interesting about the anthrax because the I think there was a guy from anthrax that lived in the Syracuse here. Joey Belladonna is he? He's an anthrax guy, right? Yeah. Jo- Joey Belladonna. Yeah. yeah. He lived right outside Syracuse. We used to have him on on occasion when I did radio there. Well, uh, well, Frank's uh, story is uh, is pretty remarkable. Mm-hmm. There's a the whole segment about the the murder of his younger brother. Wow. And it's a it's a it's an amazing story and and uh, and, and 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 a pretty wild interview. So. That's coming up on uh, Monday on rock102.com. We got news coming up next on Rock 102. 734 with Baxton O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering a free down payment coupon valued up to $1,400. Call today and mention Rock 102 for this special offer. Filling in for Steve Nagel today is Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. COVID-19 cases back on the rise in Massachusetts. Hospitalizations and positive test rates have continued to climb. 2,650 new cases and 20 new deaths linked to the virus. And Wednesday's total was the highest single-day report of positive tests since February, when the pandemic was still at its height. Meantime, all Massachusetts residents above 18 years of age are now eligible for COVID-19 booster shots. Well, there you go. So, no excuse, I guess. I guess they're also, um, <clears throat> and this news came out uh, a day or two ago, that they're that uh, Pfizer, at least, is trying real hard to get an oral vaccination approved. Really? Yeah. So just a pill you take or a liquid thing or something like that, a shot? I, I guess. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know if it works any differently than the, than the shot does. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to get it approved. It must. I'm sure it probably is a little bit more cost effective for them to do it that way. Put it inside some delicious beets, maybe, and eat it that way. All right. You know what? I, I, <laughs> I don't want it that badly. I don't want to be vac. Listen, if it if it requires a, like eating like a pound of beets a day, mm-hmm. I'd almost rather take my chances. And have you gotten your regular flu shot yet? I know I got a warning from my local CVS and Enfield that hey. Come on in. Schedule yeah. your flu shot. So I'm going to do that, I think. I, I did get it done when I uh, when I saw my doctor from my knee. They mm-hmm. said, hey, you want to get your flu shot? Oh, I'm nice. like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. A little two for one. But now I got to do, see, now I, I, I'm I'm thinking I really should also just bite the bullet and get the uh, the shingles vaccine, too. I, believe me, I'm speaking from experience, I had that affliction all down my side, rib cage yeah. for weeks, and it was not comfortable. So, yes, get that vaccination. If yeah, you can. I, 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 you know, I... It's like everything else in life that I know I need to do that I haven't yet done, and uh, you know, pretty important stuff. And I just think that uh, maybe just stop to have to stop uh, fooling around and just get it. And and shingles, by the way, the second worst sounding affliction, right behind rickets. I, I don't. I have no idea what rickets is. 
It just sounds horrible. Yeah, no, rickets. Me. You know, you don't want rickets or any kind of nautical mm-hmm. uh, disease. Scurvy doesn't sound that good either. You're right. That's right in there. Those might be the top three right there. Yeah. Yeah. Worst sounding afflictions. Nobody wants that. Hey, once adults have waited six months for the booster shot, by the way, either Pfizer or Moderna, or two months since receiving the single Johnson & Johnson shots, they can then get that additional booster shot, according to a statement from Governor Charlie Baker's office. Well, it seems to me I would be uh, ready to roll. Mm Mm-hmm. Malden City Councilor Jadine Sika is in trouble. She's facing harsh criticism from Asian-American community groups for her Halloween costume. Did you hear about this? No. She went as a worker at the Orchids of Asia Day Spa. Oh, no kidding. Where Robert Kraft enjoyed an afternoon, apparently. And that was offensive to some? Apparently. So her outfit, depicting one of the workers at the Orchids of Asia Day Spa, included a shirt from the spa, a bamboo hat... And she was carrying a container of lotion. That outfit for Halloween was described as, quote, harmful, racist, and ignorant in a statement posted by the Greater Malden Asian American Community Coalition. Now, had she gone as a provocative hot nurse or a hot and horny housewife or Mm -hmm. been in a costume in which there was a penis involved, that would have been okay. I guess. And I have a question anyway along these lines. Is there a difference between a costume or a joke that is essentially a pop culture reference? Because that's kind of what this was. And it just coincidentally had some Asian flavor to it. Yeah. Is there a difference between that type of costume and just plain insensitive portrayal of somebody else? Well, in in an effort to split as many hairs at once as we can, Mm -hmm. I think there are many people who would see... Whatever costume you decide, if there's a cultural insensitivity to it, then perhaps, you know, maybe you shouldn't, uh, maybe you should pick something else. Even if there's a cultural reference to it, like Mm -hmm. there's no way around, it it would be very hard to dress up as an employee of the Orchids of Asia Day Spa Mm -hmm. uh, without that cultural reference without appearing to be asian without appearing to be asian thus it would it would uh, if you did it would be an inaccurate and poor halloween costume unless you're able to construct something that looked like robert Kraft was on a table and you were rubbing him down with something with no specific asian reference i see yeah you know, as long as you're not because uh, it's the asian reference that would be culturally insensitive well, although i like the idea of uh, of a Orchids of Asia Day Spa employee. Well, along the same lines, I mean, if you say I do an impression of Jackie Chan, the actor. Right. So am I allowed to do an impression of Jackie Chan and just do karate chops, or is that in and of itself that would offensive? Be, that would be inappropriate. But, but that's sort of... You know, that's what he's all about. He's yes, about, but, uh, like, uh, you know, kung fu and, uh, you know. But, Dave, if that were the only impression that you did uh-huh. well, if that, if that was the best you could come up with, right? then it might be time to explore other things in life than your Jackie Chan impersonation. <laughs> and if you were to do a Jackie Chan impress- impression on the radio, could you say speak lines from his movies but not use his accent? In other words, I'm just trying to nail the impression of a famous person, and that impression of that famous person yeah. happens to have but an it, Asian influence Right, to but it. if the defining features of that impersonation are culturally insensitive, 
in any way. Okay. Or you'd have or you choose to focus on those cultural references. <laughs> Or you know the, you know the racial stereotypes, or or any other kind of uh, inappropriate appropriation of uh, his culture, then I would think that maybe uh, impersonations really were not for you. Damn, it's getting hard out there to be a pimp. I don't, I don't, I don't know anymore. You I imagine just, what, what what Rich Little must have to go through. Yeah, I mean that guy. I yeah. mean he's nine hundred years old, but you know like twenty five percent of everything he used to do, he can do. Right. Well, wait, Frank Caliendo. Our friend yeah, from, from Waukesha, Wisconsin. I agree. Uh, but I guess, you know, when you think about it, he doesn't do any racial stereotypical, although he does Charles Barkley. He does Charles who Barkley. Who happens to be he, an African-American uh, guy. Morgan Freeman. The yes. wonderful Morgan Freeman. That's, right. That's spot on. Yeah. Uh, it's complicated. That's this all is, I'm saying. This is, this is why I don't do impersonations. At least I try not to. This makes me want to just simplify and go enjoy a day at the Connecticut Trolley Museum in East Windsor. Winterfest in the Tunnel of Lights, up and running again, an annual tradition yep. at the Connecticut Trolley Museum. You can ride an antique trolley through a tunnel decorated with holiday lights. It's now, you know how many years they've been doing this, by the way? For 900 years in a row. 43rd year in a row. I'll be damned. The Connecticut Trolley Museum's Winterfest and Tunnel of Lights will begin November 26th. You know, uh, as great as that sounds, and it does, mm -hmm. the only trolley car that I want to sit in during this holiday season or like when I'm on vacation in a, in a few weeks is the uh, is that Bernie's Dining Depot in Chicopee. That's the only thing I want to do. I've not been to that. I have to check Waha. that out. Yeah. Um, Bernie's Dining Depot. Mm -hmm. It's not that far away from uh, Westover. Uh, they, <laughs> their big claim to fame. Yeah. And, you know, they have been featured on television for this very purpose. They have a uh, prime rib called the conductor's cut okay do you remember the opening scene of the flintstones yeah when sure. they go to the, the movie theater the brontosaurus burger right is that yes. what that is yeah this uh this conductor's cut is about five pounds of roast and it is fantastic mm -hmm. and it's like uh, i've never been able to finish it in less than two days and it's so Stinking good. All right. Well, yeah. and, oh, and 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 uh, you're sitting basically in a in a little cable car, uh -huh. uh, a little little train car. Sure. And uh, and they put this gigantic. Uh, even the smallest cut they have is more than most people could eat in a week. It's right. fantastic. Putting it on the list. Yeah, I'd rather go to that to some trolley museum. That's for damn sure. The old Edaville Railroad or anything like that. Well, maybe the Connecticut Trolley Museum needs to add a little food to their. Menu of items yeah, available. Give right? me a nine pound roast, and now we're talking business. And then maybe I'll go down there. From trolleys to airplanes, a video posted by a TikTok user has gone viral. It shows a woman flying out of the Miami International Airport recently, and she discovered right there at the security gate that she was not allowed to bring her entire jug of vodka on the plane with her. So I said, it's a viral video. You can see it. You can check it out. It shows her giving the bottle to just random people who are taking shots and swigs off of this random person's bottle of vodka no to help her finish it so that it doesn't go to waste. I well, love she, it. Makes, she makes a party out of it. Yes. I like that yes. idea. That's a, I tell you what, that's a whole lot less, less selfish than, say, you know, the woman opens the bottle and she guzzles it down before she gets on her flight. Because mm -hmm. I can see that happening. Right. 
You got you got someone with a with enough of an addictive personality. Someone who's really, <laughs> you know, about twelve steps away from their first twelve step program. Sure, uh, seems to me that's a problem. But if you're sharing it, I think that's how nice is that. Well, if you'd like to see the video, the TikTok user's name is at Latin Bella with two N's in there. At Latin with two N's, Bella. Take, at Latin Bella, and it shows her realizing she can't take the vodka on the plane right there at the security gate and other people's coming up and helping her finish that baby off. And by the way, I guess because of the alcohol content, would that immediately kill any germs, including COVID-19 that might be lurking? Well, I don't know. That's a good question. You know? That's a good question. So, But these people have no, no concern at all for that and not a second thought in the world. Somebody is uh, just telling me, and I don't, I don't know how uh, true this is. I hope that, God, they're lying right to my big fat face. Uh, Bernie's has temporarily stopped the prime rib because oh. of the cost. I hope that's a lie because you have shaken me to my core, All my right. friend. You have shaken me to my boots. Scratch that one off my Oh, no, list. no. I mean, listen, everything Still, else. they got other Everything else stuff. on the menu is great. But, uh, but yeah, that's so I hope, I hope they turn that around. Damn you. COVID and your supply and demand issues. Hey, it's National Play Monopoly Day today. Nope. You not, down? No, no. When's the last no. time you played? My kids, uh, many years ago, when they were uh, younger, much, much younger, said, hey, Dad, let's play Monopoly mm-hmm. and, tr- and, pl- and finish it. Because you know how Monopoly goes. Sure. Monopoly goes on forever. Oh, yeah. And I said, I don't know, guys. Have you ever have you ever finished a game of Monopoly? No, Dad, we've never finished a game of Monopoly. Let's all do it. We'll all sit down. It'll be fun. We'll buy hotels and and, and property, and we'll go around, and go, and then we'll we'll collect two hundred hours, and we played the entire thing. Wow! Six and a half hours oh. later, I crushed everybody on that board. <laughs> I made him show who's daddy, and it was me that day, and nothing but crying children around the board, and I won. It's one of those things that sounds good when you start it there. But, but it's really not good. It, it's not. It's just like having relatives over for Thanksgiving and serving booze. Nothing it, good could possibly happen. Yeah, you, you want to see the joy and love uh, dissipate from your child's face? Have them land on Park Place with two hotels. That's that. That that's it. That, you, that you, your kids will never recover from that kind of thing. Taught your damn daughters a lesson, didn't you? That that's day? it. Yeah. So, which uh, game piece did you go? Is you have to? I always had to be either the car or the hat. I uh, I like the hat, but I think that day I was the boot. Really. Because I was ready to kick some ass. <laughs> well, congratulations. Yeah. So, yeah. You obviously, you're yeah. Still, still proud of that. We put well, it on- you know, nothing's better than than, uh, than really you know, destroying the hopes and dreams of like a 12, 13-year-old girl. I mean, it really had really is. Wow. And did you also play the banker so you could cheat that end of it as well? Or no, because no? they know better than that. Gotcha. Actually, they know that my math skills aren't what they uh, should be. So I think I, I forgot. I think my oldest daughter was the banker. And she did a good job, especially as I was rolling in all that cash by the end of it. Researchers at the Mount Washington Observatory had to dig past 10 inches of snow at their doorway this week. 10 inches of the white stuff depositing steep drifts up against the facility's front door. So just a warning, it's coming. It's in New Hampshire and it's headed our way. You know, I, we for whatever reason, like the last couple of seasons, there's like a like a strip of area through the Pioneer Valley where we have been avoiding a lot of snow mm-hmm. for a couple of years. Yep. And uh and we haven't had we haven't had that big gigantic, you know, nine foot snowstorm in a long, long time. And knock on wood, this won't be the year we get it. 
All right. Crossing our fingers. I'm not prepared for any of that. Mid-40s today and tomorrow. No snow, but a 30% chance of rain in the forecast today and on Sunday. Low 50s uh, for tomorrow. So it looks like the better day tomorrow if you're going to get out there and enjoy. I'm Dave Coombs. Phil- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 756 ZZ Top on Rock 102. With the beards and then the non-bearded guy, Frank Beard, who plays drums, right? On That's ZZ right. Top? Yep. And uh, he's a scratch golfer, by the way, uh, Frank Beard. And um, I watched a documentary about drummers that I can't recommend highly enough. It's called Count Me In. I just finished it last night. It's great. You've seen it? Yeah, I did. Oh, my God. It's awesome. I mean, like, I couldn't stop watching. And, uh, you know, I'm not a musician, so I appreciate anyone who has any musical skills. They interview a bunch of drummers, as you know, um, about how they fell in love with percussion. And some of them are famous drummers. Some of them aren't. Yeah. And they're all fascinating stories. And, by the way, I'm in awe of anyone who has any musical ability, but to see these guys... Just casually talking about percussion and then on a tabletop with their hands and feet. Oh, yeah. I find my cranking I find, out something that's amazing. I find myself doing the same thing. The difference between me and them is, you know, they've made something out of it and yeah. have talent. And whereas I am just a guy who plays in his basement when I get around to it. <laughs> right. Uh, the Mayflower Marathon begins this Monday at the Basketball Hall of Fame. And we and I and I mean this with all sincerity. We are thrilled to be back at the Basketball Hall of Fame to do it. Last year, we had a great year doing it, uh, you know, here in the studio. But really, this is this is a big community event, and we know people are 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 dying to get, you know, back on track, make their donations. So there's a lot of schools involved. The school challenge this year, a lot of uh, a lot of businesses will be contributing, and we're looking forward to seeing all of you down there at the Basketball Hall of Fame. Now, there are going to be a couple of new surprises that uh, I am not. At liberty to let out of the bag. Mm. One is a really, really cool one. When, and as Steve and I told you that uh, when we heard that this was a possibility, we're both like, "Oh hell yes! There should be nothing that gets in our way of doing this." So, mm. be a pretty cool thing if we can uh, we finally get it happen. But uh, the goal is to fill three forty-eight foot trailers with non-perishable foods for the Springfield Open Pantry. Every year they feed about 30,000 families in need, so they definitely need our help right now, and they need you to join us to uh, make sure this is a great Mayflower Marathon. You can get all the details at rock102.com and even make a donation online. And thanks to all of our sponsors, Big Y World Class Markets, Capital Moving and Storage, Manny's Appliances, Xfinity, Camping World of West Hatfield. It's the Mayflower Marathon brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements at Liberty Bank and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. And back in person, too. Uh, I've been here a year, and last year was my only experience with it. It was on the phone, so there will be no phones. Yep. You don't take part in that this way. You actually show up. Right? And we and we told you, uh, just just wait, because mm-hmm. when you're actually out there live, it's, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's uh, 759 at Rock 102. Bax and O'Brien... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 813 and Blue Oyster Cult on Rock 102. Mid-40s today for the highs and also for tomorrow. Low 50s on Sunday. Chance of rain today about 30% and also the same for Sunday. Tomorrow, not much of a chance of precipitation. So we got that going for us, which is nice. Uh, Steve is out. John is out. It's me and Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3 today. Again, thank you uh, for filling in. That's yeah, good. Yeah. Good to have you here. My pleasure. Appreciate that. So uh, I was telling you I'm heading to the Boston area for Thanksgiving with uh, friends, good college buddy of mine and his family. I was on the phone with him earlier this week, and I heard the sound of his new puppy's uh, squeaky toy, you know, his chew toy. Sure. Or her, her chew toy, I should say. And I said, man, that I know that's a chew toy 
unless that's a real baby crying, and I don't think you're cranking out babies at your age, Rich. <laughs> and uh, he said, no, in fact, it is a chew toy for Raya, my puppy. And I, he said, apparently, apparently dogs like the sound of uh, rabbits being killed. And that is the sound that a squeaky toy makes, apparently. Really? And I had no idea. Never heard that before. We've all heard the sound of that squeaky toy, a little high pitched squeak, squeak. And that's what a and that's what a rabbit sounds like when it's dying. Apparently, apparently, the manufacturers of these toys make that sound that way on purpose. So just to check it out on Google just now, I right. put in the, the words "dog toys sound like dying rabbits." The first two things that came up: a Reddit thread that says. Dogs probably like squeak toys because it mimics the sound of a dying animal. Next one. There's a horrific reason why your dogs love squeaky toys. Okay. Next one. The real reason dogs go crazy for squeaky toys. It's true, apparently. They like the sound of dying animals. Yes. And as soon as the dog realizes that the squeaky mechanism no longer works, and we've all seen that happen. Right. He assumes the animal's dead. He loses interest well, in the squeaky toy. You know, uh, so we got a dog, right? And yep. he's he's a uh, he's a big he's a big boy. He's eighty pounds of stupid for most of the most of the thing. But, but he's a great dog. And when he but he likes little tiny toys, mm -hmm. little tiny ones, not the big giant Kongs. I mean, if you you put peanut butter in it, it'll lick it until it's done. But right? He, you know, he's so would I. He well, no kidding. <laughs> but he would much rather go for the little tiny uh, stuffed toy. Mm -hmm. Tear it to shreds and then destroy the squeaker. Okay, on the inside. And you're absolutely right. Once the squeaker is out, mm -hmm. he no longer cares about the toy because he then, has killed the enemy at that point. He's then moved on. <laughs> yeah. And we've gone through maybe uh, tens of thousands of dollars of these little uh, these little toys. And of course, you know it's adorable, but you know he it, he literally rips through it in like five minutes mm -hmm. because any dog, any pack dog, would kill their prey immediately right. rather than put up a potential fight right well unless you, you you might be an odd dog who liked to have your the enemy suffer a little bit before you yeah whacked it now, i can understand uh, i can understand why a dog would like that but you know have you have you been in a in a uh, in a pet shop in a while to see what else is out there no i haven't i, I haven't owned a pet in a bit yeah. i have been i have been a dog owner love dogs i love dogs too and, and don't get me wrong but and uh you know and Dave from Dave Soden Pet City is a is a good friend. I mean, and this is not him because it's all of them. It's the manufacturers of these things. They they make things that they think dogs are going to like. Mm -hmm. But when you come right down to it, when you look at it, you say, "Hey, is that really for the dog?" Well, looks mean nothing to the dog. It's all about the sound, apparently. Well, but some of them don't make any sound at all. Some okay. are just a chew toy. Oh, well, that's worthless then. Years ago, uh, you know, uh, we got a dog for my kids, right? And uh, great dog, wonderful dog. But we, we brought home a toy. It was a chew toy. Now, let me see if I can try to describe this to you. It was a, uh, it was a plastic, green plastic... Um, thing uh kind of i i don't want to say a rope because that wouldn't really be but it was a hard plastic molded toy that at the end was a very round knobby type of thing <laughs> yep. followed by a series of other smaller round knobs we're sure this was a dog toy this is what i'm getting at <laughs> i know i see where you're going Do you get what i'm getting at yes this did not to me, seemed like something that you would expect to find 
in a pet shop. Mm-hmm. This would be something that you would find uh, next to the nipple clamps and Benoit balls at uh, at bookends in Enfield. Not that you've ever been there. No, no. Good, good. good. Theoretically, good. No. of course. Uh, yeah, yeah yes. of course. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yes. But uh, but I but the dog loved it, and he would start <laughs> chewing on it and you know shaking his head back and forth, and it was like. You know, we spent so much money on toys that that's what he wanted. To, that's that's the toy that he loved, and you know, he ripped that thing to shreds like uh, like nobody's business. Like he was chewing on a cob of corn. Well, I think there's a game here somewhere: sex toy or chew toy. I I I sense something there that we could actually shoot a video of. Right. Well, here, but here's the other thing, and this makes me think that maybe there's something wrong with the dog. Okay, with all the toys that he had, all the access to the box of toys he he could play with, mm-hmm. he chose that one. <laughs> but you know what his favorite thing was? This is a this is a, this is going to disturb you a little bit. He didn't care about like the rawhide chew toys. Right. Didn't really care about those little nylon bones mm-hmm. that they uh, they give. The, didn't really care about the, uh, the like the rubber bones that just stick a treat onto either end. He loved uh, he loved the bully stick. The bully stick. Do you know what a bully stick is? I do not. Do I want to know, Dave? I am going to introduce you to something that will maybe be life changing if you ever bring a dog into your own home. You must consider whether or not you want to introduce that dog to a bully stick. Do I want to look that phrase up right now on my phone or not? Just plain you could, or I'd be happy to tell. You. No, look it up. All Let's right. make you do a little bit of work here today. <laughs> I'm putting in bully stick. Bully stick. Bully dog sticks toy. for dogs. Single dog in- treat. Single ingredient tricks. Braided yep. braided bully sticks. Yeah, they well. have the braided ones, but then there's also the single ones. Chewable. All natural, high protein bully sticks. Mm-hmm. What are bully sticks made from? What are they made from, Dave? Facts, myths, and nutrition. Um, let me see here. I, I, pizza. They have bull sticks. Pizzle. Yep. Pizzle sticks. Pizzles. Yep. Bull pizzles. Yep. Steer sticks. Yep. You know where this is going? I, I'm gonna find out. Apparently, the uh, the bully stick, Dave, mm-hmm. is made from a petrified, dehydrated bull's penis excellent wow and my they sell dog, these they sell these in pet stores they do wow and uh, my old dog loved the bully stick mm-hmm. he would go bananas for the bully stick now here's the thing was your, about it was your old dog by the way old dog a male or a female oh he was a male oh, oh he, 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 he oh, was boy. fixed but a male oh, and uh, he was a good boy another He's prof- st- still a good boy uh, from what i am uh, being led to believe but he loved himself the bully stick now as you can imagine the dehydrated bull's <laughs> penis still has remnants of what it used to be sure and so they have the uh you can you can buy the regular bully stick or the pizzle stick mm-hmm. or you know the braided one if you really have that much aggression towards not one but three bulls. Um, they have the scented and unscented. <laughs> Do the bully sticks come with bully balls as well? Or not? You, I, I have not seen the bully balls, but uh, bully sack. I, well, you got to keep them somewhere. <laughs> uh, you, you can if you do not if you get the ones that are. Scented, mm-hmm. they smell exactly like you think they would smell. Okay. If you get the ones that are unscented, then you can continue to have that thing in your house. Mm-hmm. But short of that, it is the most vile, disgusting, uh, 
dog treat there is. Wow. And he loved them. Well, you find a way to, to put a dying rabbit sound inside the bully stick. I'm you really you, got something. Then. Listen, the, 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 the dying, <laughs> I think they love them because they believe there's some sort of animal inside that thing. <laughs> All right. Well, then create the first bully stick with a dying rabbit sound on the inside. You're going to oh, make you're, you're going to make a fortune. Oh, you'll have every dog going ballistic. <laughs> yeah, right. Every 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 dog would be uh, thinking it's his birthday. <laughs> and, and maybe some women out there, too. Who knows? Yeah. No. Uh, listen, uh, from the human point of view. You just you're better you're better off not even touching these things or introducing him to the house. But the dogs love them. Mm. Yeah, think about that. Learn something every day. And you then <laughs> here you are thinking that you won't eat a turnip. <laughs> like that's too gross for you. Yep. It's eight twenty three in Rock One O Two. Why does everything... Sometimes the holiday calls for Duncan. Actually, every day calls for Duncan, but it is the holidays, and so you can combine the two. You can enjoy the new Holiday Blend Coffee, a warming blend with notes of molasses and dried fruits to spark your spirit and give you that holiday hustle. I love the holiday hustle because when the season gets busy, we can all use that extra boost, and I think you know where to go to get that. It's Duncan. Whether you're doing uh, your to-do list for shopping for the holidays or whatever it's going to be, Treat yourself right with the, at the holidays with a $2 medium holiday blend coffee at Dunkin'. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. It's a limited time offer and exclusions apply. Pioneer Valley. 833 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Villa Napolitana. Open for Thanksgiving. Make your reservations Today, filling in for Steve Nagel is Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. The Treehouse murder trial continuing today in Worcester as dominatrix Julia Enright will take the stand. She's the one who killed her former boyfriend, Brandon Chickless, then tried to concoct an alibi with cell phone calls. None of it worked, obviously, and so she's expected to actually testify on her own behalf today in her own defense. That could get interesting, right? Well, I mean, usually someone who's accused of that kind of thing doesn't testify. Right. Yeah, they, uh, they're they told to just sit back, don't... Uh don't open yourself up during cross-examination because they will rip you to shreds. Well, maybe they're going to make an exception in this case in order to show that she is just bat-ass crazy, maybe. Who knows? And maybe. that's going to be one of the ways they're going to try and get her off of whatever they're trying to get her off of here. I don't know, man. You know, that's like a that's like this. There's clearly like a whole world out there that you know, dudes like us just do not know. No kidding. And they read a, a lot of interesting wording earlier this week at that trial uh, because of her former existence as a dominatrix they had right. to actually go into some detail about water play and uh, cosplay and some of these other things i mean this is fascinating for a courtroom you know normally if you get called to jury duty you get <laughs> you're involved in some horribly boring right this has got to be the Fun of a lifetime for the jurors on this uh, trial. Now, cosplay—that's uh, that's when you're paddled while watching episodes of the old Cosby Show. I yeah, as far as I know, I, that, again, that, that is. I'm not willing to say otherwise. I'm going to have to learn some things. <laughs> I think it's dressing up, isn't it? Playing roles. It could be. I think that's what it is. Again, just a theory. I suppose. Again, again, it's like a whole world of uh, activity out there, but. Uh, I'm just not signed up for their newsletters. Well, and the Treehouse murder trial is just begging to become a Netflix series or a Dateline show or something, at least. I can't wait till it hits the big and small screen.
The newly confirmed COVID-19 cases, hospitalizations, and test positivity rates have continued to climb across the state of Massachusetts. 2,650 new cases and 20 new deaths linked to the virus. Wednesday's total was the highest single-day report Hmm. of positive tests since February, when the pandemic was still at its height. Now, does that that doesn't necessarily mean that it's all hospitalizations and ventilators, right? I mean, we're not we're not citing that yet. No, some cases could be more serious than others, I suppose. Sure. Yep. Right. And they're making it clear now uh, from the governor's office himself, Charlie Baker, announcing yesterday that all Massachusetts residents above eighteen years of age are currently eligible for COVID-19 booster shots, and those are being urged. Uh, The details on that, by the way, you had to have waited six months since receiving both doses of either the Pfizer or the Moderna shots. I think it's been about that amount of time for me. I think I'm now It's like I'm my my second one in May. So, yeah, I'm I'm there. Yeah, me too. I'm there. Yeah. Also, uh, two months only since receiving the single shot of Johnson & Johnson, and you can go ahead and get those booster shots now, and you're being encouraged to do so. Meantime, it is not being encouraged uh, to do what Antonio Brown has tried to do, where yeah. he tried to have one faked. Fake vaccination card. And and how uh, sophisticated is that, by the way? Is it is, is, is good as the, some of the fake IDs we had when we were kids? Or well, not? so here, here's the thing. So he has a private chef, mm-hmm. uh, Antonio Brown. Can't cook a damn thing by himself. Uh, and he owes this guy like $10,000. Mm-hmm. Somewhere, in, uh, despite the fact he owes this guy a lot of money, uh, he has his girlfriend ask the chef to falsify a vaccination card mm-hmm. on his behalf for uh, Johnson & Johnson. Well, the chef good at food, why would he be good at falsifying a well, vaccination see, card? That's that's it. I've, like and I said in my view from a couch, I've never had a bowl of soup so good that I thought the chef could maybe handle all my documentation. <laughs> so uh, the guy refuses to do it. But then Antonio finds another guy to falsify the card now the chef is because he's owed like ten thousand dollars now is exposing the story and uh, the team the the tampa bay buccaneers said you know i don't know we've we've gone through all the vaccination cards of everybody in the roster everything seems on the up and up right have you ever taken a real good look at your vaccination card not really it would be just about the easiest thing in the world to copy on a copy machine. And still, Antonio Brown blew it. Or whoever it was that he entrusted to this activity blew it. Uh, allegedly. Yeah. Alleg- well, I mean, it's possible that he actually got the actual card. But, I mean, this is a guy that burned his feet off in a chirotherapeutic foot bath. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. Maybe Tom Brady could have done the job for him. Maybe. Tom Brady would have, been, would have done a better job falsifying his documentation than some guy making salad. That's what I'm saying. William Cordor is a 26-year-old man from Leicester. He admitted in court to using stolen social security numbers and other personal info. What was he doing with it? Well, he was receiving fraudulent COVID-19 relief monies to open debit cards at Walmart and also pay for a vacation to Florida. Well, you can't blame him for wanting to get out of town. You You really can't. Everyone needs to kind of get away. But you could blame him for uh, stealing identities. That's uh, yeah, that's that's just not right. And debit cards at Walmart's the first place people are going to look. I mean, 
think of something else. Think of something a little more obscure. I mean, Walmart is in the crosshairs for just about everything. Well, the thing is, debit cards that you you get at a at a at a store, Mm -hmm. you know, gift cards, they're all real traceable. Like they're ridiculously traceable. They can find out where you got it, yeah, where the money came from, where you've spent it, who you are. It's like the the ridiculous ridiculous way of of being tracked is through like a debit card. Cash, man, cash. No one's tra- No one's checking up on that stuff. That's why I always use cash when I'm making illegal purchases. Shame on William Cordor, the 26-year-old man from Leicester. He's going away for a while, basically because of his own stupidity. Yep. Kia Technologies in Marlboro, one of the companies working on special technology in the form of sensors that are made to go into the vehicles to detect drunk drivers and prohibit the operation of said vehicles while impaired. Congress has created a provision that mandates the rollout of this specific technology as soon as 2026, so it's a good deal that a Massachusetts company is on the leading edge of this. Yeah, I'm still uh, trying to wrap my head around this, whether I think it's a, a good idea or you know it's just in- intrusive, but on the other hand, if it can save but one life or keep one Uber driver off the road, then that's really all that matters. All right. CNN says many traditional Thanksgiving food items are running out of stock this year. You said cranberry sauce, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's one thing that's been uh, that's a little hard to find. Yeah, and pumpkin, the, the stuff that you get in the can that you make the pumpkin bread and the yeah, pumpkin yeah. pie out of, that's usually in, in high demand as well. I got no problem if we keep the cranberry sauce off the table this year. I mean, I, I don't miss it that much. Yeah, I'm not a big cranberry fan either. I've got to have, if I do eat it, I like the more natural stuff that's kind of like jelly almost, not the stuff that comes out of the can still in the shape of the can. You don't like that? No, don't like that. My stepfather loves that that way, by the way. He insists on having it that way yeah well i mean it is uh it is delicious but it's like if i have to give something up cranberry sauce i'll give up well that's one of the thanksgiving essentials that's on the list according to cnn's report uh food retailers running low on cranberry sauce yeah and by the way you know what's actually that pumpkin stuff what you know what that actually is what it's not pumpkin it's not no what is it it's usually like bully butter- stick yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I bought the bullet stick pie for Thanksgiving, Ma. Hope you enjoy it. No, they use that, those cans are usually some sort of squash. Really? Often a butternut or okay. a sweet potato. All right, that's that's fair. So, I mean, if you can if you can cook a sweet potato mm-hmm. or a butternut squash, guess what you can do? You can you have can, pumpkin pie in the form of something else. You can make a pie. Okay. And, and guess what's in season right now? Squash. Ah. Well, all right. So you can do it if you really want pie that badly. You don't have to use the pumpkins. All right. So you can go around the edges on this and work your own deals, but the shortages exist in cranberry sauce, turkeys, pies, and gravy. And, oh, by the way, Victoria's Secret items, too. It's all because of the problems with the supply chain. We uh, we put in, like, uh, pairs of loose underpants on the uh, on the table. Mm, well, some are edible, right? That could be, a, that could be I, an interesting Thanksgiving. I, I don't know if anything there is edible what, at the, a Victoria's, Victoria's Secret? Secret. No. But that merchandise also stuck in transit somewhere off the shore of California as the supply chain issues continue to haunt us. Papa John's Pizza has changed its logo and its name. They're going with a simpler version of Papa John's by dropping the apostrophe. Well, that should do it. 
That should save the company. So it's still Papa John's Pizza, but no apostrophe in John's. Yeah, you know, if you take away that apostrophe, you pretty much eliminate all that racism that they were known for. Yeah, you do, and and but th- it brings up the problem now. It seems like you're ordering toilets if you're ordering always, from Papa John's. I don't know how you feel, Dave. I've always felt that the apostrophe might just be the most oppressive of all punctuation. I think the colon. I don't know. I'm just uh, no, that's, that's your business. Just thinking the colon is oppressive in and of its own. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, CVS is going to be closing 900 stores over yes. the next three years. Yes. Yes. Hey, does that mean I'm going to get uh, a whole lot less courtesy calls as a result of this? Because I'm just about up to my ears with CVS courtesy calls. I'm on their text message list, and I get the text messages constantly from CVS. And yeah. I, I kind of like it, actually. I kind of like it. I, I think I might have to switch to that because I'm uh, these courtesy calls are coming at very incourteous times. And and I had like one prescription that I just, you know, I, I realize I drive past that location every single day, but I, I didn't get there fast enough. Mm-hmm. And then they said they were just going to you know put it back in the normal rotation. And now, and now I don't know what to do. Now I'm totally uh, I, I'm, I'm totally stuck. What do I do now? Go to Walgreens. No, I'm not going to go to Walgreens now. I'm a CVS customer. Really? All right, so, wait. They're closing 900 stores. <laughs> you, you, so you're that loyal to CVS that you won't go to a, another drugstore no, chain I'll like Walgreens? To, I'll go to a Walgreens. It's just that CVS is on my way. Ah, okay. I mean, it's like I literally have to cross. I, really, I literally drive past it every day, twice a day. Well, is that particular CVS in danger of closing down? Is I that going to be one of the 900? That uh, is not... That is not entirely clear which, I, which ones they're closing. They got three years to do it. I say you mar- march your ass right in there today to your CVS and ask them plain and, and simple. Go right up to the pharmacist and say, hey, is your CVS yeah. on the list? <laughs> Otherwise, I'm taking my business across the street. You're right. This is this is the day that I'm going to start making wild demands and they're going to be happy to help me. <laughs> sooner, we don't know if we're closing. Sooner or later, you got to step up. You got to sack up. I would go in there. And ask him. I'm going to go to the CVS in Enfield today. I'm going to. I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'll report back on Monday to let you know how that happened. Yeah, please do. I'd love to know. <laughs> Mid 40s today and tomorrow. Low 50s on Sunday. Chance of rain today about 30 percent. And also on Sunday. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8:53. And BTO on Rock 102. Good morning. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for John O'Brien and Steve Nagel today. If you're curious, Steve's mom passed away and. We all wish him the best in this tough time. Yeah, today is uh, today is the funeral, so he will be back uh, here on Monday. Uh, pretty nice event coming up uh, tomorrow in uh, East Longmeadow at the uh, the St. Mark's Episcopal Church is their uh, their annual arts and crafts fair. On the phone list to talk about it is the coordinator of the entire thing, Dan Tapper. Good morning, Dan. How are you? Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So tell us what's uh, coming up tomorrow. Uh, we got a great event tomorrow. This is our tenth annual. Arts and Crafts Fair with a with a with a caveat. We didn't have it last year because of COVID. So this is our ten, it, it has been an annual event, but uh, so now we're back t- uh, ten years on. We've got about fifty different people who do that who peddle their crafts and their and their artistic creations uh, inside our church from nine o'clock in the morning to three o'clock in the afternoon tomorrow at, at our church in East Longmeadow. This, this is a, I, I used to live like not too far away from the uh, the church, so I kind of know the area a little bit, and I know that when you guys would do this. It would be like uh, it, it would be like the Big E of uh, of arts and crafts. Like you'd have everybody parking up on the street because they couldn't believe what would uh, what was. The, you got a lot of really cool things there. It's not. It, we, 
Yeah, we really do. You know, it, it, thank you for saying that. It, it, it's incredible that the amount of folks who show up, I mean, they've gotten uh, very used to it. They've come to expect it. It's a great way to get a jump on, hol- on holiday shopping, you know, with, by, with shopping locally, supporting your local economy. We have people who, who, who do, you know, everything from artwork to woodwork to glassware, uh, health and wellness products, you know, food products, jams and oil, things like that. We even this year have a local author named Michelle Stallworth who is selling her children's books at our uh, at our fair. So we've got everything. We also have great food, uh, homemade food. We've got a bake sale. We've got a raffle. Uh, you walk in the door and there's just a ton to do, and you're going to have a blast. And the, and the best part about it, there's no uh, supply chain issues with the craft fair. What's there is there. It's not like you have to you know wait wait around for a couple of weeks and hope to God it comes in before before uh, before, you got before Christmas time. That's right. You got. It. You can avoid the supply chain problems by coming to us. Get your jump uh, on holiday shopping. Hey, get your jump on Thanksgiving Day. You know, dessert shopping with, with our bakes, you know, pies, breads, cookies, all that kind of stuff. So it's a. Uh, it's really a terrific event, and it's it, it's this kind of assemblage of creativity under one roof. So and every. Uh, go ahead. Well, as I was going to say, uh, this is uh, Dan Tapper from the uh, the Arts and Crafts Fair at uh, St. Mark's Episcopal Church in East Lamino. So you know, last year when you weren't able to do it, we're. I mean, we're, we're, we're all these uh, these craftsmen, you know, putting stuff together. So, like what I'm saying, is it, is it theoretically possible that you have twice as much stuff this year as you had last year? I think we have a very motivated, you know, uh, group of crafters. Again, 50 people. I, I think they're they're really they're they're really pumped to to, to come back tomorrow. Um, not being able to be there last year was a bummer. Of course, it was for safety reasons. COVID kind of you know took a toll on all of us. Uh, but you know, our our, our church practice social distancing you know we went virtual we 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 had to close down as far as being in-person gathering stuff but we were able to stay in touch with people and you know east long Meadow just lifted the mask requirement it is wearing a mask is strongly encouraged still uh so i'm sure we'll see a lot of folks uh customers and crafters wearing masks but it's uh we we follow all the all the safety guidelines but and i think people are just excited to be back really it, it's uh it's become such a part of the this time of year in East Longmeadow, and as you said earlier, and we're we're just really excited to have to have folks back, and I think the crafters are, are really really juiced to get back in there. Well, it's a great stop, as you said, to load up on stuff for Thanksgiving. What about your own plans for Thanksgiving for the holidays, Dan? Are you traveling? Are you hosting? What's going on? Can we stop by? Yeah, I've got family um, uh, in in Connecticut. I, I live in Suffield. My, my family, my, my my folks live down in, in Bloomfield, and my brothers and their family. None of them could come in last year from New York and Boston, so. Uh, my wife and son and and, uh, and my family and, and their family we're all gathering in Bloomfield this year for uh, after missing last year, which which again I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about. It's it's been a long it's been a long time, guys. Yeah, I know. Um, again, the Arts and Crafts Fair starts uh, tomorrow. What time does it open? It's open at nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, we're going to have uh, uh, customers are free to park for, uh, on our site. Uh, we're asking crafters and, and volunteers to park off site, and we'll, we'll get them back and forth. But uh, we have uh, it, you know it's free to walk in too. I mean, you you, you pay for what you what you buy from the bake sale, from the food, from the crafters, but it's free to walk in, and we just want folks to come and have a blast. Very good. Tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock, uh, 1 Porter Road in East Lawn Meadow, St. Mark's Episcopal Church. Dan Tapper, best of luck tomorrow. Hope you guys do great. Hey, th- thank you both. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Sure. It's uh, 8.58 with Bax and O'Brien with Dave Coombs on Rock 102. While we'd love to see 